Good morning, everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the podcast. Today is one of my favorite days at the podcast. It's Mailbox Monday. Today's the day where I answer your questions and queries and hopefully give you some tools that you can use to be an encouragement to people around you. So today's question comes from a a listener. Her name is Amanda, and she's asking me about what is and isn't available to little kids, to young children in the library. So I did a little bit of research, and what I found, I think, is going to really surprise you. So stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged and informed. I appreciate you guys listening today. I am home. I'm really excited. I've been talking to you guys about this for a while. I am home now for several months, just enjoying a little bit of downtime. Well, St. John style downtime. And uh, I've been re, you know, kind of redoing a little bit of how uh, we're doing things over at MomStrong International. It's in exciting for us to see the numbers growing over there. As I said last Friday and last Wednesday, I'm giving you guys some heads up. I'm going to be moving away from social media. I'm not going to be gone entirely, but I'm going to be moving the majority of what I do over to MomStrong International. And so if you haven't joined me over there, you'll want to go to momstronginternational.com and subscribe. If you want to get uh, the podcast, I know some of you have been getting it sent to you by your friends. It's very easy to subscribe to the podcast. Just go to HeidiStJohn.com or the busy mom. They'll, they'll redirect to the same place and click on subscribe. All right. If you have questions that you would like to see addressed to the podcast, here's how you do it. This is how Amanda did it. You send your question to me, podcast at thebusymom.com, and you just put in the subject line, Mailbox Monday. Those emails go to a staff of three women who kind of help me uh, sort them and and categorize them. And this one sort of floated to the top because I'm getting so many uh, of these particular kinds of uh, emails from you with pictures. And honestly, it's stunning to me because I I don't go to the library very often. And actually, uh, something just happened in my little hometown here a few weeks ago. I, in fact, I I was in um, I was in a one of my favorite, actually my favorite consignment store in Battleground, and a woman in there told me that. Her friend had been to the Battleground Library, walked into the bathroom only to be confronted with a man in the bathroom. Uh, Men and women, this cannot stand. This is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen happen in my lifetime. Uh, We have our DNA for a reason. It tells us that we are male and female, and we are putting our children in harm's way. This is what I talked about last week on Mailbox Monday regarding my position with Target and why it has not changed. And uh, I got an email from a woman, which kind of surprised me. So Amanda, this is for you. She said, Heidi, I so appreciate your podcast and all you do to keep us updated on current things that I otherwise wouldn't hear about. I appreciate your perspective and your biblical wisdom. So thank you, Amanda. I appreciate I appreciate that. I love that you said also, she said, thank you for encouraging us to be brave and to stand up. And this is going to require a little bit of standing up. So I, if, if someone is listening to this and you are a librarian or you have access to uh, the American, whatever, what do you call it? The um, American Library Association. I would love to hear from you. And you can email me directly, podcast at the busy mom, uh, because I want to figure out how do we, these are publicly funded. I'm trying to wrap my head around this. These are publicly funded uh, libraries. In other words, my tax dollars are funding the libraries where we are sending our kids. And I'm a huge fan of libraries. I'm a homeschool mom. So homeschool moms and libraries go together like peanut butter and jelly. But it's starting to feel more like peanut butter and sardines. Uh, as of late. So uh, Amanda sent me a picture 
of a book that she found. And she said, I appreciate you making us aware of curriculum issues and books like I Am Jazz and George, which I'd previously heard about. My kids and I go to our public library several times a week. And I'm a pretty big, I'm in a pretty big rush and scan the books, but I don't read the entire book before taking them home because with a three-year-old and sometimes my other two children, I have a limited amount of time to grab books before they start misbehaving. Girlfriend, moment of silence and a group hug. (laughs) I think we can all understand. I was shocked yesterday to discover a book on the shelf in my library. At first, I selected what I thought was a book with a little girl on the cover in an orange dress. Then I noticed the title included the name Morris, and I wondered why they gave her such a masculine name. Thankful the name was masculine, or I might not have noticed. I began to read through the book and found the child in the dress was actually a boy. In the beginning of the book, the kids in his class told him boys don't wear dresses, and they didn't understand. But by the end of the book, everyone accepted it. I'm really frustrated to find this book in my public library. This is not a message I want being sent to my children. So the name of the book is Morris Micklewhite and the Tangerine Dress. And it's it's beautifully, it's a darling illustrated. I mean, the cover is, is darling. It's so cute. Um, and you know what? If your boy wants to play dress up, you know, every once in a while and wear a dress, whatever. But this idea that we are telling our boys that they can be girls and that boys and girls are interchangeable, that sexes are interchangeable is a lie. It is a lie from the enemy himself. Uh, and we need it's time for parents to stop taking this stuff sitting down. I, I don't understand why this is being pushed in our public libraries until, and this is what I thought was so interesting, Amanda, and maybe you didn't know this either. I decided, you know what? I love my library. I go there all the time. Uh, I bring my kids there. Well, your library, according to the American Library Association, is very, very, very involved in the transgender advocacy movement. And they have an entire section uh, called Equity, Diversity, and Inclusion. And if you go to their web website at ALA.org, and I'll just, I will link to this today because I, I think maybe some of you, maybe I'm just a dummy and I'm, I'm living under a rock, but I assumed that the American Library Association would be interested in protecting children since they have massive children's sections set aside in libraries, which is why we go, right? But lately we've been seeing the drag queens uh, at the library. We've been watching uh, uh, people invited to libraries that are literally dressed. One woman was dressed as a or man, dressed as a woman. Uh, in very scantily, you know, scantily dressed woman, I should add, uh, uh, dressed as a demon. I mean, what the heck? This is going on in our, at our library. So I started reading, um, uh, there's a hashtag called Libraries Respond. I just had no idea that this was, that this was going on. Uh, under their advocacy and public awareness, there's a statement from ALA president, Julie Todaro. Todaro, I think that's how you say her name. The Trump administration, this is her quote, the Trump administration's decision to revoke important protections for transgender students couldn't conflict more with a library community's fundamental values and principles upon which libraries are founded. So basically what I hear you saying, uh, ALA President Julie, is that your your decision is to make uh, all students, all children, except for the transgender students, feel unsafe at your library. That's That's my interpretation. Transgender students, she went on to say, deserve the right to use restroom facilities that are aligned with their gender identity. Wrong, 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 wrong. This is so frustrating. On average, students spend six to seven hours per day at school. I'm just gonna let that sit. And every student deserves to learn in an environment free from discrimination. 
We believe this federal policy must be reinstated because it ensures all students are treated fairly nationwide. The American Library Association, its members, all librarians and library professionals are committed to diversity, inclusiveness, and mutual respect for all human beings, and we will work tirelessly to ensure full representation of all members of society. ALA provides gender-neutral restrooms at our conferences, and we will not hold our large and economically impactful meetings in states where bathroom bills have been passed. Our association. So basically what they're saying, the ALA is saying, we got a lot of money and we're not going to bring it to your state unless you allow men into the women's bathroom. That's what they're, that's what they just said. This is shocking to me. I had no idea. Our Association for Library Service to Children, ALSC division, canceled one such program in North Carolina last year. So let me just interpret again. North Carolina, let this be a lesson to you. The ALA is going to bully you because they want because you want to keep your uh, your young children safe in a bathroom that corresponds with their actual gender. She goes on to say, we we stand with our transgender members, colleagues, families and friends, and we fully support the work of our gay, lesbian, bisexual and transgender roundtable. <laughs> all of these uh, all of these um, these shortened words, you know, like the LGBTQ community. Now we've got the GLBTRT, which stands for the gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender roundtable whose members continue to lead the fight to abolish intolerance for all society. ALA will work closely with all of its partners for reinstatement of these protections as soon as possible. So they have what they call refuge restrooms. And the uh, the the insignia on it, the image on it is of it. Remember how the, the, we have those images of male and female on the bathrooms? This is half male, half female. It's a refuge restroom. I just, this is horrifying to me. I'm actually, I want to go down to my my library and say, I'm never going to come here again. This is ridiculous. Uh, they have um, they have articles saying why gender neutral restrooms are necessary and not an accommodation. Listen, make a gender neutral restroom if you want to make a family. I think they're already there, right? And now the additional resources that are offered at your library right now online include the gender bread person, 2.0. So I'm going to link to this so you guys can see it. This is at the American Library Association, the genderbred person instead of a gingerbread person. It's a genderbred person. It looks like a gingerbread person, but it says uh, genderbred person 2.0. It's pronounced metrosexual. So your gender identity is non-gendered, but you can express it in womanness or manness. And it says there are five of infinite possibilities and label combinations. You could be a woman in your head or a man, or you could be a two-spirit or a genderqueer, or you could be genderless. No, you can't. And you can't. And you can't. This is, anyway, I'm horrified. So um, I did actually not mean to uh, to have this. When, when I first got this letter from Amanda, I was like, oh, I know, bummer. I happened to go to the American Library Association just to see, hey, what's going down at the American Library Association? Check it out, you guys. By the way, in case you think that the American Library Association doesn't ban books, you would be wrong. The American Library Association has a list of its top most challenged books of 2017. They basically do ban things. So uh, they have, um, they. it's amazing to me. Anyway, it's amazing. So they are. Uh, they have frequently challenged books. You can shop the banned book merchandise online. Your library basically has an agenda, and that's what it comes down to. So just like the public school has an agenda, 
Your library now has an agenda, and the top 10 challenged books of 2017 include, and let me tell you, you're going to be, you guys are going to, if this doesn't bum you out, you're not paying attention. All right. The top 10 most challenged books from the American Association include 13 Reasons Why, which I did a podcast. This makes me angry. It really does. Uh, 13 Reasons Why, which is all about suicide. And we've had several people, many people uh, commit suicide after reading 13 Reasons Why. The Absolutely True Diary of a Part-Time Indian. And it was, they tried to get it banned for uh, sexually explicit material and profanity. Drama, uh, which is uh, all, uh, a story about um, the LGBT uh, community. They tried to ban The Kite Runner. Now, when you try to ban a book, the library promotes it. And that's the point. That's the point. So they tried to ban The Kite Runner for sexual violence and uh, religious themes that could lead to terrorist or terrorism. They tried to ban, people tried to ban the book, not the library. The American Library Association tracked 354 challenges to library, school, and university materials. Of the 416 books that were challenged or banned in 2017, here are the top 10 most challenged. Oh, this makes me furious. Uh, George, number five, which I've already talked about that. Sex is a funny word. They banned that one, and I can guarantee you they're not t- talking to your kids about uh, about just how people reproduce because the cover of the book tells me otherwise since everybody's uh, purple people and orange people and blue people. Uh, to Kill a Mockingbird. And we know that um, To Kill a Mockingbird's been tried to get banned, right? Because racism, uh, The Hate You Give was number eight. Uh, and Tango Makes Three. Why? Because it's a story about penguins who are gay. And then obviously, I am jazz because it tells your kids the lie that they can turn from a boy into a girl. So uh, I don't know about you. I'm going to call my friend Elizabeth Johnston and get on this because it frustrates me to no end that our children, our children, when we take them to a public library, they should be safe. They should be able to pick out books on Peter Cottontail and uh, and Mike Mulligan and his steam shovel and the Chronicles of Narnia. They should not have uh, this indoctrination put in their faces. And parents who don't even know that it's happening are checking these books out and then, then they figure it out later. So uh, this kind of, this brings me sort of to uh, the last issue of the day, which comes from a, a woman who was asking me about a gender-bending curriculum that's happening in her uh, town up in uh, Alberta, Canada. And can I just say, I don't, I don't have the time to go into it today because I've, I've taken my time on the library issue, but parents, you need to, you need to be uh, aware of the, what's happening and then you need to be active. These are our children. And for whatever reason, we have sat on the sidelines and pretended like it does not matter and it would not make a difference. And it is hurting our kids. The suicide rate is up. Uh, we've got all kinds of issues in the culture with depression. And any time we try to tell our children that they can be something that their creator says they can't be, suffering is the sure result. And so I'm not really sure what the what the answer to this issue is. I didn't understand Uh, the wickedness that is the American uh, Library Association. I just literally had no idea until a few few days ago when I started researching this. Um, But I just want to encourage you, A, to be in prayer. The Bible says that there is power in our prayer, and God is hearing the prayers of his people. And I want to encourage you that your prayers are powerful and they are a weapon in the fight against uh, evil in the culture. And I also want to say one other thing, because I know that I've spoken out very strongly against the indoctrination of the LGBTQ community against our children. It should not, however, give us permission to be unkind. 
So we have been called to speak the truth in love. So we speak the truth and we are bold about the truth, but we are not unloving. We do not make fun of people. That's not the point, but to call out a lie when you see it and to stand up for the safety of your children, I think is very important. If the libraries, if we stopped visiting the libraries, their funding would dry up. Uh, So this is not about censorship. If they want to have an issue or if they want to have a section in their library that covers uh, transsexual topics and gay and lesbian studies, great. But don't put those books uh, right in the middle of Peter Rabbit where my kids can just innocently pick them up and start reading this garbage. It's not all right. And so I want to encourage you, get off the bench, get onto the battlefield. Uh, It's time to uh, make some noise. That's what the American Library Association says. So under their advocacy, I'm just going to end with the American Library Association's quote. It says, censorship succeeds when no one talks about it. Let's make some noise. So American Library Association, I agree with you. It's time to make some noise. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'll see you back here on Wednesday. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.